Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Jonathan from Evolution Evolution Fitness and Results out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. What's going on, man? How are you doing? What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? <laughs> Love the energy you're bringing today, man. Uh, I'm assuming you're having a good Monday today. Every day is a good day. <laughs> Every day is a that. good day. It really is. But it is Monday, so we got to set the tone, right? That's, yep, yep. That's very true. Set the tone for the week. So Let's do it. before we dive in, getting to know a little bit more about your business, tell us a little bit about why you started it, and some of the services that you guys offer. Um, I decided to start a gym. Um, man, like, it, it, it's crazy because I never saw myself in this position. Um, it was, a, you know, about three or four years ago, I'm in the gym, and I'm working out, and, uh, you know, it just hit me. I said, man, like, I wonder what my gift is, you know, like, and I just pondered on that um, for days, uh, and... One day I had somebody come up to me and they were asking me all these questions about uh, these exercises. And I'm like, y'all don't see these trainers in here? Like, I'm not a certified <laughs> trainer. Like, it's others that work in here. Um, and, you know, I didn't pay it any mind. So, you know, the next couple of days, the pattern just kept going. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why do I got trainer written on me? So I'm looking at my clothes. Like, I don't see nothing that's the personal trainer. Um, so I remember asking God, I said, God, what is my gift? What is my gift? And the last person that asked me was, a, I was a trainer. I asked him why. I said, why did you, why would you ask me a question like that? And he said, you know what, because you really inspire me. I've been watching you and been following you and you have inspired me to not only change my, my lifestyle, but to work out, you know, consistently and, and whatnot. And, and right then and there, that was my answer. And I said, so maybe this is my gift to inspire people through fitness. Um, again, I never saw this happening, but I said, you know what, God, if this is the direction that you want me to go in, so be it. Just have your way. Um, and I did. And, and you know, I got trained, uh, got certified, um, and I've been doing it ever since. And when I tell you the, just to be able to inspire somebody uh, on a daily basis is everything for me. It is. Uh, and I tell people all the time, this gym that I've opened up was never about me never about me. Um, and before I even moved into the gym, I prayed and I said, God, the people that come in here, let them get something out of it. If they have an empty cup, let's fill it up. You know, if they're dealing with, you know, mental health issues, self-esteem issues, let's change that. Let's inspire people um, and inspire these clients just one at a time. Um, so again, like it, it just, it, I get overwhelmed and I get very, very emotional when I see people you know, uh, their self-esteem is going up. Their mental health is in control. Their mindset is in the right place. Man, that is everything for me. Everything for me. I love people. I love people so much, <laughs> the good and the bad. Yeah. <laughs> I do, you know, but it, it's, I, I love what I do. Um, and here at Evolution Fitness and Results, we do a lot of, uh, we do one-on-one -on -one training. We do group training. Most of my sessions are group training because I have so many people. Um, but you get the one-on-one -on -one feel with me. So I'm always walking around. Um, I'm always speaking life into people because that's what they need. Um, so this facility is just not about getting in shape physically. It's about getting in shape mentally as well. 
Yep. Yep. I love that man. Mental. That's a, that's a very important part of any type of transformation, I think. So I did want you to tell us a little bit about what were you doing prior to opening a gym? Cause it wasn't exactly fitness related. It wasn't. So I was in the military. Uh, I did four years in the military. Loved it. I was in the army. Um, and my MOS in the military, I start off as a fueler, um, but I always got, uh, I always got the position of HR, S1, just dealing with all personnel issues. Um, so, you know, that's what I did in the military the whole time I was in there. Um, I played a little military basketball as well. And then when I got out, um, I actually worked for the sheriff's office. Uh, and then shortly after that, I worked at Goodyear. I was a night manager at Goodyear. And I was doing that and the gym at the same time. So I was working nights at Goodyear as a manager, and I was training during the day. So if you can only imagine how exhausted I was, and I said, man, something has got to change. Like, I'm getting exhausted. You know, I'm, I'm not working out like I want to. I'm not, self-care is everything for me. And I, and I definitely wasn't doing that. And I said, you know what? Like, I have to take a leap of faith um, and take a risk uh, because my motto is all we do is win. And I have never taken an L. Now, I know what's going to come. I'm very, very humble. I know what's going to come. But because of the favor that I got over my life, there's no way that I can fail. There's no way. So I embraced it. I took that leap of faith and uh, started doing it full time um, and uh, haven't looked back. Not once. I love that, man. I love that. So what do you feel like there are any skills that you learned from being in the military, you know, working in HR that are helping you grow your business now? Putting others first. Uh, first and foremost, um, that's key. Uh, learning the different personalities of people, that's key as well, because you deal with people that, that you know, it seems like they're just always so negative Nancy all the time, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, different backgrounds or whatnot, just dealing with people uh, and their personalities. Uh, so just being able to maintain that. Um, and, you know, a lot of people that come in my gym, they may, you know, come in, and, and carry the burden of outside, uh, you know, and all it takes is one or two things, you know, that can, that can literally change their mood. And I tell people all the time, like pour into somebody on today. Like you might see somebody, they may be having a bad day and you know, you just give them a quick comment. Good morning. How you doing? Your hair looks good. Your body, you've been in the gym. Okay. You know, like something's as small as that can literally change somebody's mood. And I think that's so key today. Okay. Put people first. What else we got? Um, also taking the lead, that's big as well. Now, and I'll tell anybody to this day, yes, I am a leader. Yes, I feel like I'm a natural born leader, but I do know how to follow. Um, and I'm very, very humble because it's so many people that I look to, that I look up to. Um, and I, I'm constantly picking their brain. I want to learn. I want to do more. I want to do this. I want to do that. So that's me following and I'm taking the qualities that they have and implementing them with myself to make me just a better leader. And at the same time, sharing these qualities that I've learned with others to make them or, or help them to become um, a leader as well. So definitely being able to take the lead is definitely key as well. So those two qualities right there are the biggest for me um, that I've learned just from the military. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about marketing and how you have grown your membership so far. Cause did you start from zero clients? I did. I did. Okay. 
So what are some of the things that we'll do like both sides of the spectrum? What's worked well for you when it comes from going to zero to where you're at now and what hasn't worked well in terms of marketing? Um, I think some of the things that's worked well is uh, social media. Social media is the best medium today, I would say. Uh, so just always posting content. Content is key today. Um, when I record our workouts, uh, when, when clients are in the gym, that gives other viewers an opportunity to see how my personality is. Uh, one word to describe me is energy. I'm going to give you so much energy that you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be like, you know what? Like, I really want to train with this dude. Like, he is so positive. Um, and that's what I want. You know, I want people to see the real me, you know, and unfiltered. And that's it, you know. Um, some of the things that has not worked is oh, that's a good question. Um man, you ooh, you got me there. So, well, so here, much, here's a my what'd you say? I, I was gonna say so much has worked. Um just yeah. from I'm, I mean, I'm from the city as well. So okay. a lot of people know me. Um, mm -hmm. and I've already I feel like I've you know, because I know so many people, I've already been kind of set on a platform to where, you know, if I'm doing this or I'm speaking life into this or, or if I'm, you know, doing a boot camp here, uh, people, they, they gravitate towards me, like I said, in my energy. So it's really hard to tell like what hasn't worked because everything has worked up until this point. So I think a better question might be what avenues of marketing are you using? So you're obviously doing social media, right? Social media. What else have you looked into outside of that? Uh, my website as well, um, doing boot camps um, consistently, uh, just trying to wake people up, you know, let them know, hey, we need to take our health more serious. Um, and, and, you know, I deal with a lot of people that when it comes to my personal trend, they may not be able to afford it. So that boot camp helps them to be able to work out, you know, with an affordable price. Um, also, I do free boot camps as well. So uh, if you can't afford to train with me, I'm giving you a free boot camp. So guess what? It's no excuse why you should not be training with me. So that right there is key. I, I've, I've tried to just be flexible when it comes to uh, my training um, and also doing it out of state. Uh, literally just came back from Atlanta this past weekend and did a dope boot camp. Um, so just giving people that avenue just to work out. Beautiful, beautiful. So how do you go about like converting somebody who may be engaging with you on social media to a recurring client? Um, just getting some basic information from them. Uh, I always like to put eyes on people uh, because you can tell me that you want to train. And then if I reach out to you, cause I'm just that type of person, I'm all in your business. I need to know where you at, why you're not training. Uh, I need you here. Um, <laughs> That, that's just, that's just me. I'm very, very personal with my training. Um, so I, I invite a lot of people to come in to look at the facility. Um, and the first thing that I ask them is let's make sure our mindset is in the right place. That, and, and we need that uh, because if the mind's not right, the body's not going to be right. There's no way that those two can be um, unbalanced and balanced. Um, so that's how I really, really you know, try to reach potential clients. I always invite them in. Just let them know what type of environment it is. It's a very healthy and positive environment. Um, with COVID restrictions, I always go over the safety measures of that, uh, letting them know that I have um, air purifiers in here. Uh, you know, I, 
just and also letting them know that uh you know nobody's gonna body sham you we're all one team one fight here um and we're one big family so uh, I, I love my clients because every time I get a new client in, they just literally gravitate towards them and welcome them in with open arms. And it's a good family feel here. It really, really is. Uh, and like I said, like our motto is one team, one fight. And all we do is win. All we do is win. I like that. One team, one fight. So what does your day-to-day look like as, what are some of the most important things that you do on a daily basis to keep the doors open and keep the gym growing? Got you. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm always looking for new leads. I'm always looking for uh, different companies, uh, different schools to collaborate with. Uh, again, just trying to, insp- it, just keeping that in mind, just trying to inspire uh, different people and different uh, ways of life uh, one at a time. So um, I know I'm sending out emails, seeing if anybody would like to train, following up on leads as far as potential clients. Um, motivating them, um, giving them positive words, just letting them know, hey, you know, don't wait. Because a lot of people like to put it off. They'll say they're going to train next week and then, you know, something happens next week. So it, it's you're never really ready to do it. You just got to do it. Like Nike, <laughs> just do it. You just got to jump and do it. Like you're never really going to be ready. Like if, if you keep waiting, things are going to come up. You know, the kids ain't acting right. Like all of these things are going to come up. So you just kind of just, you just got to jump out there and do it. You just got to take the risk. Um, So just following up on leads, um, emails or whatnot, um, just seeing where I can uh, do boot camps next. So collaborating with other trainers from out of state. Um, This is a big deal. This isn't just a Fayetteville mindset. This is a worldwide mindset and I tell people all the time like they say man like a lot of people know you in Fayetteville okay that's fine I don't want to be a Fayetteville trainer I want to be a worldwide trainer I want everybody to know me I want everybody to feel my energy I want everybody to know that listen I'm trying to inspire one life at a time and there's so many different people that we need to reach outside the limits of Fayetteville and and that's what I'm focused on you know I I love my hometown I put on for my hometown but I'm looking at the bigger picture that's what I'm looking at. So just, you know, trying to collaborate and network with other trainers and other influencers out of town um, just to spread fitness worldwide. Yeah, I love it. And for you guys, obviously, y'all can't see Jonathan, but he's literally about to jump up out of his seat. <laughs> I am. Like, <laughs> I am. Like, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, speaking of the bigger picture, talk to us about the goals that you have for your gym in Fayetteville right now in terms of growing. So as far as goals, um, a lot of people don't know this. So this is going to be the first time that I'm going to be letting people know um, what's in store for Evolution Fitness and results. Um, I've been working quietly, but I've been working. And I always say this season's personal. This season's personal. Everybody's been watching and stuff like that. But a lot of people don't know that we're going to expand. We are definitely going to expand. Um, We're looking to get a a bigger building here in Fayetteville that we're going to be opening up very, very soon. And next year, next year, we're going to be expanding to the Charlotte area. So we're going to be opening up a facility in Charlotte. Um, I'm excited about that. So just trying to build a good, strong team here in, in the Fayetteville area. Um, I'm, I'm going to go all out with my next building here in Fayetteville. I want everybody to have everything that they need. Um, but again, just expanding to the Charlotte area. And then, you know, maybe one, maybe two years after that, we'll be in Atlanta. Um, so we're, we're going to get a couple of different evolution fitness and results up and running. Good to know. Right. Taking it to Charlotte and then maybe eventually Atlanta. Um, Absolutely. 
And then what about, like, I know you're a people guy. You obviously love your community and you want to see like, how's the, the, the biggest way that I can impact my community on a very large scale. But what about for you personally? Like, what are your goals outside of the gym? Oh man, do I have a life outside of the gym? Like, <laughs> my life is like fitness. Um, my goals outside of the gym, I would just say is to be a better person every single day. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm big on growth. Uh, so just, just growing mentally, growing physically, of course. Uh, I know I'm not perfect, but I, you know, and I tell people all the time, like, I don't want to make the same mistakes that I made yesterday. Like let, let's grow, you know, it, it's the growth for me. Um, so just, just being able just to grow as a person to become a better leader, um, and to make sure my mental is exactly where it is. We, like I said, we don't talk about mental health a lot. Um, and since I've been seeing a therapist for the past three, four months, it's been nothing but a blessing. It has, uh, and I'm thankful for him um, because he literally pulled me out of a hole that a lot of people don't know that I was in. Um, I suffered so much in silence. Um, and uh, I, I've never shared this with anybody, never shared this with anybody, but I was down and out to the point where I literally was like, this is it for me. Like, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to exist. Um, it, 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 everything was happening. Um, and, you know, I just had to make up in my mind, like, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta live. I got a lot to live for. And because I'm, alive, because I'm alive, I have purpose. Um, and he continues just to build me up as just a, a stronger person, um, a, somewhere that I, I never thought that I would be, you know, like everybody always sees the outer shell of me. He has so much energy, you know, he's positive, but those be the ones that be suffering the most in silence because we pour so much into people but who's pouring into us we need to be poured into you know so uh you know he's definitely been pouring into me for the past couple months and i thank god for him like he literally i cannot say he saved my life he did because i had planned everything out when i was gonna do it how i was gonna do it and coach foster was gonna silently exit (laughs) um but you you know like i said i thank god for him and i thank god for the position that i'm in right now Thank you for sharing that with our audience, Jonathan. Really appreciate that. Um, I love therapy too. Um, but yeah, mental health, make sure you're taking care of yourself and make sure you are, if you're mm-hmm. consistently pouring into other people, you have to be refilling your cup. Because you yeah. can't, very, it's a cliche term, but you literally cannot pour from an empty cup. No, no into way. Into nobody, not even yourself. So thank you for sharing I, that. I appreciate that. I agree. Yeah. So I think this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Y'all can find me on Instagram at FOS910 or evolution underscore Fayetteville. Um, Or you can check us out on Facebook as well, Jonathan Foster. Or you can um, check me out on Facebook under Evolution Fitness and Results as well. Um, The home of results. That's what we do. Because guess what? Y'all said it before. All we do is what? We win. That's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, definitely. You can follow all my shenanigans on Instagram because I'm crazy and I do it all and I don't care who's watching. Um, I've worked out so many different places, Walmart, Harris Teeter, you name it. I've done it. Uh, so and, and my message for that is fitness can be done anywhere, anywhere. So it's no excuse why we can't be fit. And that's it.
All right, man. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show and looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So Absolutely. yeah, to everybody who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out and, your t- and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Shop, and today with me is the one and only Steve with The Gym, Chula Vista. Steve, how's it going? Good. How are you guys today? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Uh, it's good. You know, the weather out here, it's you know like 75 and sunny, so I can't really complain. Nice. Usually San Diego is, we've had a bit of a rainy week here, so it's like 57 and cold, which you is know, rare. I just talked to another gym owner. Uh, I don't know. They were in Arroyo Grande, so I don't know how close that is to you. Um, but same thing, windy, cold, like 50s, 60s. Yeah. Good thing about San Diego, it only lasts about a week, though, so we'll be good next week. Yeah, you, you'll be back in cruising and nice, beautiful weather as always. So, we'll, we'll cool, Steve. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open up to you. Just give us a little bit of the background on who you are, what you've done, and you know how you got into this facility. So, my name is Steven Frukenberg. I'm 34. I'm a competitive bodybuilder. This is one of two gyms I own. This is a, a kind of the more successful one. Um, during We've been trying to open a gym for a while. And during COVID, you know, a lot of the big box gyms went under and this location was one of those big box gyms that wasn't paying rent to the landlord and the landlord kind of locked him out. So we kind of came in, worked out an amazing, crazy good lease deal. And basically in the middle of COVID, we weren't supposed to be open. We opened and, uh, we got a pretty good following from that. A lot of loyal supporters and, uh, the rest is kind of history. We've just been growing at a very fast rate ever since 2020. Yeah, man, that's awesome. You know, it's uh, similar to a previous person I was talking to, you know, stayed open throughout the the lockdown and, you know, just pushed through and, you know, provided service for others and, um, you know, tend to pay off. So, yeah, um, yeah, man, appreciate that. Well, <clears throat> you know, not nothing too crazy on the name, but, you know, what – you know, have you always wanted to be a gym owner and have your own gym or is it something that, you know, you came across after a series of trials and errors? So I didn't always want to be a gym owner. I mean, I've always been a meathead, you know, went the personal training route. I've been in gyms all my life since I was playing sports at 14 or 15, you know, and I've never like, I've never not been in the gym. Um, I actually wanted to do a couple other things with my life, but that was kind of, uh, I feel like in 20, 
16, 2017, I was like, you know what? This is my passion. I went to a couple of gyms that were more hardcore gyms I didn't know existed because I've always, you know, as a young kid, grew up in big box gyms and my city doesn't have a lot of options where I grew up. So it's like, that's all I knew and that never really appealed to me. So I was like, I want to open something. And I visited my first hardcore bodybuilding gym, you know, dingy hole in the wall. I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is something I would love to do. You know, just me and all my friends and a bunch of lifting buddies have our own spot with some 200 pound dumbbells and just go super heavy. This would be a dream come true. And then, you know, I started pursuing that and the opportunity eventually presented itself. Awesome, man. Love to hear that. Cause I always like to ask, you know, well, has this always been a thing that you wanted to do? And some people are like, yep, known every time. Or some people are like, no, I uh, was a doctor here and here. And, you know, I found fitness to be the passion. And that's usually what it is. So awesome, man. Well, let's kind of dive in, you know, um, you know, walk us through, you know, I know we spoke previously, but walk us through, you know, everything that your gym has to offer. If somebody were to come to you and you're like, oh, we offer this, this and this. And then to piggyback off of that, what would your initial consultation look like for somebody that was looking into your facility? So our gym's pretty unique. Unique. We like to say like we're a serious gym for serious results, you know, serious fitness. You come in here, you know, we have a lot of IFBB pros, a lot of top athletes, a lot of people that come in here to just kind of get it done, right? We have everything you can think of from unique specialty equipment. We also collect equipment from, you know, leverage, flex fitness equipment that's like 30, 40, 50 years old because they don't make them like they used to. We have a, a room dedicated to powerlifting with deadlift platforms, bench squat combo racks, calibrated kilo plates. And then we have a high-end room where if you want to pay a little more and be away from the crowd, you can get more of a little VIP experience. We have a medical clinic attached. We can do blood work, hormone replacement therapy. And we also have a cafe for healthy options and meal prep. It's kind of like from beginner to advanced IFBB pro top Mr. Olympia, you can come in here and feel comfortable and find yourself at home. If you need a trainer, we can pair you with a trainer. If you need a, uh, just anything, we're more than happy to help. Everyone at the front desk obviously works out and their experience and they're more than happy to give you guys guidance on your first time in here. Awesome. Love that. So a little bit of everything for a little bit of everyone. Yeah, exactly. Cool, man. Um, so walk us through, you know, obviously you said right around 27,000 square foot acquired some uh, amenities or other things, you know, within that. And then right around 5,000 members, is that right? Yeah, we're over 5,000 members trending towards 6,000. We're having a, it's very busy in here. And we also, we had to go 24 hours to accommodate how busy we were getting. So, yeah. And how long ago did you transfer over to like the 24 hour? So last summer is when we made the leap to 24 hours, right? When we got over like the 4,000 member mark. You just decided that's probably something we should do. Yeah. So between, you know, last summer and now what, you know, what have you seen, you know, transition or change with going 24 hours? Have you seen the gym less busy throughout the, the mid part of the day or maybe busier in the early morning? You know, it's funny. We thought it would kind of thin out the crowds, but honestly, it just brought in more members of a later, uh, crowd and you know so now it's crowded all the way till midnight whereas opposed to we used to close at 11 and then now mondays we'll see it people start coming in at like 3 a.m where it used to be you know the four five six a.m people and um we also have a pretty unique 
location because we're located obviously Chula Vista so we're probably 20 minutes away from the border so some people in the morning when they cross the border some mornings it takes three hours some mornings it takes 30 minutes so this they get to the gym as soon as they can before work so they may get here and at 3 a.m and it may be crowded that day in 3 a.m because everyone that just crossed wants to get in and get their workout in as soon as possible so it's pretty unique you know i wouldn't say every gym would benefit the same way because they're not geographically in the same location kind of next to the border like we are but it's worked for us no that's awesome um so obviously they said this is the second gym that you've owned once you guys went to is, is the other gym 24 hours as well not yet. It doesn't have the demand for it. So it's okay. not something because once you go 24 hours, you can't go back. So that's always been our mindset is like, unless there's a demand or we slowly incrementally increase hours because you can't take away hours from the members, but you can always add hours. So yeah. if there's not a huge overwhelming, you know, the other gym has about 2000 members. So it's not quite there yet to warrant 24 hours. Got it. So with this gym, you know, and obviously, you know, starting it from the ground up and everything like that. Um, what has been like the workload like since going 24 hours? You know, has your workload decreased or have you seen like a, a different change with allowing members to be able to come in, you know, outside of staffed hours? Well, we have an overnight guy now. That was one of the big things we did because we don't just do a key fob just because our gym's so busy. And, um we all, we, you know, we sell drinks, we sell apparel, we sell all types of stuff. We don't lock it up at night because we are constantly selling while we're open. So we do have a, it's staffed 24 seven. We have one guy that works overnight and he would do probably the 10 AM to no, sorry, 10 PM to 6 AM shift. Graveyard. Yeah. Got it. And, you know, just out of curiosity, you know, I, I worked a graveyard shift, you know, way back when not nearly as big of a facility, but, you know, is there a lot of like things going on through like the dark nighttime hours, as far as, you know, any kind of like selling things like that, or is it more laid back? It's more laid back. I mean, it's more just, you need that second set of eyes to be there. Um, there's sometimes homeless people that try to wander in the middle of the night. You got to make sure he's, that's not happening. Yeah. Um, and then just overall, since it's, obviously it's not like the, 5 to 8 p.m. crowd busy in here just keeping an eye on the gym making sure weights are getting racked no one's stealing all that stuff so it's definitely a more laid-back job for him but you know it's still the graveyard shift it's not exactly everyone's jumping and chopping at the bit to do that shift so definitely a lot of uh shout out to ray for wanting to do that for us yeah sounds like a lot of overnight caffeine and uh you know walking around the gym to stay awake exactly yeah yeah, love that, man. Well, let's kind of dive into, you know, uh, you know, leads. Obviously, huge gym. Sounds like a pretty well-known. You know, where are the bulk of your leads coming in from right now? So we've been really good at, we connect very well in, within the community of Chula Vista, and we do a lot for our local community. Um, everybody knows who we are. A lot of our leads, we do a lot of social media. I mean, a lot of that's free. We don't really pay for advertising. We come up with little funny things. We have a video guy that makes videos for us that we do pay. We always have some sort of promotion going on, but we, we don't use any lead generator. We're not paying anyone. Um, a lot of it is just kind of how we get out in the community, the things we do for the community. We have a very good reputation. And members, bringing in members, you know, San Diego is a big military town, so we always have new military people coming in and out of 
the bases, whether it's Coronado at 32nd Street, which is close to us. We always have people signing up because one of their one of their buddies trains at our gym. They're like, hey, man, you got to train at this gym. So a lot of it's just word of mouth. We don't spend a lot of money on advertising. Yeah, love that. You know, word of mouth, obviously, people coming in, they can, they can speak to the gym because they've been in it versus, you know, seeing something. Exactly. I mean, I'd rather have a, a you know, we, we get all the Google reviews and all that stuff, but I, I don't really, not many people come and say, oh, we heard about you through Google. Cause that's, you know, since we're more a serious membership base, most people that do train here have worked out many times in their lives. And they're, they're, a lot of them are advanced. It's more word of mouth because they're looking for a good gym. Yeah. So yeah, this is what we do. Absolutely. And then, so are you guys active like out in the community doing any like networking events or like bringing people in or things like that? Yeah. So, I mean, especially with our medical clinic, we just opened every kind of public event we're at. We're giving out free blood work. We're giving people, you know, medical assessment exams. We're trying to work with the local fire department. We work with local police department. I was telling you earlier, we just held an event. So we work with the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation, which what they do is they partner with families with children uh, suffering with terminal illnesses and life-threatening illnesses. A lot of times when a child comes down with a life-threatening illness, one parent or both parents have to stop working to take care of them. So we just did a powerlifting event. We raised thousands of dollars for four local families in Chula Vista to help pay for their uh, children's medical bills or whatever their needs are. So we're always out in the community and trying to give back. And I told you we built a house for a poor family in need in Mexico last year. We just and we're going to build two houses this year. Um, we're always working on some way to give back and help the community, and that's kind of what we're known for. So we have a very good reputation among our members and just the city of Chula Vista for the gym that's always given back. No, that's awesome. It, it's it always pays it forward to give back. In you know, I'm a I'm a huge believer in you know karma, and you know you do good, you receive good. Yeah. And it's something it's cool. Cause the members love being a part of it, you know, like creating the community. I mean, the music, the environment, but when you create a community where everyone's like, they know where their gym membership's going towards, you give them an opportunity to give back and Hey, come build a house with us. Hey, every rep you do is a dollar towards charity. It gets them excited too. Cause they know they're not just lifting for themselves. They're doing it for someone else too. And that's kind of what gets me excited is it, Getting the members excited to serve others gets me excited. Absolutely. hundred percent. Love that, man. So, you know, uh, obviously on average, you know, what, what would you say, you know, new people coming into the gym, checking it out, you know, how many leads are walking in through the door, you know, on a weekly basis? Ooh, we average probably 10 to 15 signups a day, probably 20 to 25 day passes so you could do the math i'd say we average 20 to 25 new people walking through the door every day so whatever 25 times seven what's that 225 yeah something like that so is that not or under but yeah yeah now is that new members signing up or is that just people walking into the door trying out the gym well if new members we usually average 10 to 15 a day and then okay. There's people walking to the day. We probably get 20 day passes. So, and probably 15 of those convert to members. So I would say we get 20 people a day walking to the door. All right. So you're roughly seeing about, you know, maybe a hundred people a week, give or take a little more. Yeah. Awesome, man. So 
with the gym and, you know, this, this is, you know, I guess we'll say round number two for you when it comes to owning a gym, you know, what's kind of like your big goal, you know, what's, what do you want to do for the rest of this year? And then maybe the next like two to three years, what's kind of like your, your big goal. Um, we want to do more gyms, obviously, as the opportunity presents itself with a impending recession looming, it's kind of scary. So you want to make sure you have the right deal in place, but ultimately my goal with, a gym is what we're doing here is how can I continue to give back to the community? How can I continue to get our members excited to give back to the community? Because, you know, making money is great being successful, 5,000 members, all that's fun, but we always want to give back and serve others. I mean, we're very, we're a Christian organization and, you know, Christ first is always our, our, our goal, but it's definitely, I say God's blessed us with an amazing gym and how can we use it to help others? And, you know, we have a prison rehabilitation program, out of the gym where we offer guys formerly incarcerated free gym memberships. They go to like rehab group here. We got men's and women's Bible study. We got a lot of stuff going on here and it's just constantly trying to give back and help people succeed. And it doesn't cost anything for us, right? To just use us as a resource. And I think that in itself gets the community and the people around us excited because they're like, Oh, the gym's always doing stuff for the community. And that's what gets the community to come in and support us. It's we're more than a gym. We're like actually just, we're kind of like a light in the community. And I think people love that about us. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it kind of gives them something to look forward to and look up to uh, when they see something, you know, they see a big box gym. They're like, Oh, they probably don't really do anything, but you're, you know, giving back to the community and you're doing so much more with everything that you have. So. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, um, you know, I'd like to tell people I'm living my dream because I get to help people passion my hobby and my uh my goal to help people is all done under the same roof so i couldn't be more happy yeah man, that's great kudos to that especially because you know with everything that's going on nothing is uh for certain exactly yeah so with a bigger facility you know what you know well first let me ask this you know we talked back to marketing you know you haven't really done any paid marketing um, or you don't pay a marketing agency, you're more like organic, word of mouth, give back, kind of get leads from that. Um, you know, in your experience, have you ever done any paid marketing with an agency before to like get you guys up and running? I mean, we've been approached by a lot of them. Um, it's very hard to, I think our biggest thing with paying people to advertise for us, is it's very hard, hard to quantify results, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, I've boosted some Instagram and Facebook ads before but it's very hard for me to like justify, okay, how many me paying X amount of dollars, how many people actually came through the door because of that? You know, every time I have boosted a post, whether we're doing an event or something, it's very hard to say for me if actually it's paid off or been worth the X amount of dollars I've paid. So um, I guess also, you know, we're all young, below 30. We're all very creative. We all do creative marketing things, funny funny videos and a lot of things to kind of call to action where I don't think, you know, I'm not disrespecting anyone, but I think maybe an older person or someone that needs some, some fresh new content or someone to come in may benefit from someone taking control of their marketing where we just kind of love doing marketing and have fun with it. Yeah, no, makes sense. Um, so moving back into the original question, what I wanted to ask is, you know, with having so many members in such a big facility, you know, how does retention look like for you guys? Is Do you guys get a lot of people that'll, 
you know, come and go. And you got a lot of people that'll stay in. So we actually have, you know, I think the average attrition rate for a gym is like five to 6%. We are 3%. So we have a really low attrition rate. A lot of our members stay. Um, obviously we are a 12 month contract, but yeah, we don't have a huge amount of turnover. Well, I mean, obviously low average turnover, everyone has turnover and we do obviously have more people coming in the door than leaving the door, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And that's what counts. You could have a ton of people coming through the door, but if they're leaving out the back door canceling, it's not really doing much for you. Right. So our goal is with every member, not only to have them be our member, but get plugged in, feel like they're part of the community, feel like they're part of something bigger and kind of take pride in their gym. And once you go to our gym, you know, you can't go back to a big box gym and feel the same. You're like, Oh, this is lame or this sucks. Or there's no community here. Or nobody knows who I am. It's definitely a whole different feel when you come to our gym. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, piggyback off that, you know, what are some types of things, you know, aside from checking in and stuff like that, that you're doing for, you know, holding members accountable for, you know, results and getting them to use the facility and things like that. Cause you know, Planet Fitness, for example, they got a ton of members, half of them use it, you know, they'll pay for it, pay 10 bucks a month. They won't come, you know, what's kind of like your guys' main accountability that's, you know, besides giving back to the community and things like that, but like, what's, you know, is there anything else on the side that you do maybe like nutritional wise or, you know, checkup wise, goal wise? Well, a lot of our members, a lot of our employees do compete and they're in really good shape and we know everyone's name. So, you know, we have no problem calling you out, checking up on you every day as you come in, asking about your results, asking about your workouts. What are you doing to get there? How can we help you get there? You know, even in our functional training room, we have this, call it BYOB, bring your own bar. We have a lot of bar racks and a lot of powerlifters love their own, you know, their own deadlift bar, their own squat bar, their own power bars. So they bring their own bars and lock it up here. So they kind of adopted that room as their own room. And it's like the community we've created from, you know, you come in, there's reggaeton playing or there's, you know, hardcore hip hop playing. It's just totally a different experience than anything you're used to. And then all the employees, we know you by name. Yeah, 5,000 people is a lot of people. You just mentioned Planet Fitness. You know, they they bank on their members not showing up, right? We bank on our members showing up because that's why 5,000 members were so ridiculously crowded that we had to go 24 hours because our members use their gym membership. You know, we get 1,500 check-ins a day, so it's super busy. And it's just like those, probably more than 1,500. That's probably on the low end, but that's how many workouts we're getting in a day. And um because not only are the staff and not only is uh, the environment we create, but the members are keeping members accountable, right? You know, if you see this guy that's freaking massive and asking him for advice, he's more than happy to give you advice. He's going to check up on you and see how you're doing. So it's yeah. a cool environment to be in. No, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like, cause you know, obviously two completely different, you know, entities and things like that. But as far as, you know, massive amount of members you know it's you know it's good to have each part of your staff in the organization involved like you have staff that's competing you compete you guys know your members so awesome man um so we talked about you know expansion you know kind of some goals along the lines you know you mentioned eventually maybe more gyms you know if you were going to open another gym, 
would it be a similar model or the same model to what you are now, or would you change some different things? Similar model. I mean, the gym Chula Vista is kind of the showroom floor for all the gyms you want to do going forward. So everything we test here is to test it out to see if it's going to work in the next gym. So tested out a medical clinic that's successful. We tested out a cafe that's growing and successful. Um, so I don't really think we've done anything so far that's not been successful. So a lot of things we're learning here, we are using and we can carry over to our next gyms. So that's what I think is a big benefit to us. And, um, you know, our personal training program we've had through all the gyms last 35 years of personal trainers don't pay any rent, right? So if you have a membership and your client has a membership, you can train your member for whatever price you agree on it's basically members training members the average personal trainer has 10 clients we have you know 30 40 trainers in here that's 300 400 members for us so we don't charge our members and that business model works great especially when all these smaller personal training studios with way less options way less equipment are charging you know a thousand a month for rent we're charging nothing we're offering all these amenities so and you get your blood work done in house and everything a personal trainer can dream of we offer it here, so there's no reason to train anywhere else. Plus, you're not paying rent. It's kind of a no-brainer to me. Yeah, the, the no rent thing's huge. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of gyms will charge, you know, the you know fifty dollars here, or like a hundred dollars for the month, or something like that, and then you have to go out and get your own clients. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, three years, just the random number out there. Three years, you know say the recession doesn't hit, you know, do you have another gym, another two gyms? Definitely three years. I mean, it's not like we're not looking. So we're always looking to expand if the right opportunity, the right area comes about and the right demographics and the right building deal comes about, we would jump on it right away. So it's not exactly, we're not in reserve. It's just making sure that, you know, and I'm sure any gym owner that whether he owns his property or, is leasing will tell you the lease deal or the or the mortgage is everything because you can have a great gym and if your lease is awful you're stuck in it for 10 years after five years you're working for the landlord right yep. or you have just super high overhead and your gym's doing great but your overhead's just too much so it's not a fact that we haven't expanded or, or reserved to expand it's just getting the right deal because setting if you don't set yourself up right on the very base level everything else is going to be a struggle so um, that's kind of the way we look at it. We're not going to rush just to open a gym and there's a lot of big box gyms who just want to expand their portfolio, but we got to expand smart because it's all about sustainability. It's not about just opening a gym, get it ro rolling and then sell your five years, sell your gym. It's about opening a gym that can last a long time, get a staff there and get owners there that will want to work with our company for a lifetime. And that starts with the right deal. So it can be profitable for people to, want to work there for a lifetime and make a living there yeah the we and i can imagine california is probably you know up there um i know florida was really exactly, bad it's not exactly the uh the there's not exactly a ton of deals available and so maybe a recession is actually good because the deals will come about again just like COVID, all the deals were there the last two years yep. that's kind of fading now but now with an impending recession all the gyms with bad business models might be exposed and there might be gyms to be available and spaces available and you just got to get the right deal.
So anyone out there looking for a spot or, or a deal or a property, just be patient. You know, don't get yourself into a deal that potentially long-term will kick you in the butt. Yeah, smart business right there. It's uh, you, you want it to work for you, not the other way around. You want to be profitable from the get-go, not have to pay $5,000 a month in rent or whatever. Yeah, and all the, all the 24s that shut down, they shut down their gyms, not the, the slowest gyms. They shut down their gyms with the worst lease deals. So some of their gyms they shut down had like 10,000 members, but they had such a horrific lease deal that they're like, okay, we just got to close this location, even though it was one of the more successful of as far and as gonna, member right and then here you go having all the other gyms that are like ooh, this gym's closing we got to hop on it yeah so yeah. Uh, get yourself the right deal before you start because that'll set you that'll, that's a big determination determining factor in success yeah 100 um so one thing that came to my mind is you know when we were talking you don't really do group classes is there you know, is it the crowdedness? Is it is just, you know, something that you just never really thought on or, you know, wanted to do? Or is it something that maybe in the future you could potentially add on? Um, well, two reasons. A lot of our, so our demographics, 18 to 35, not a lot of group classes going on here. And then we ripped out the aerobics room in a lot of our gyms and we put in the functional training room, which is the de squat deadlift platforms. We put in turf, we put in calibrated kilo plates and made it more like a powerlifting room for them to be able to have their own identity so we kind of went the opposite instead of going more corporate we went more, more hardcore to appeal to a specific audience so i'm not i'm not just seeing anyone that has classes but our demographic being 18 to 35 isn't exactly the uh, class type yeah no it makes sense um what about this screwball question we'll call it you know and if this already exists, I don't know if this exists. I'm assuming there's some places out there that probably have some version of this, but what if you guys ever did, or, you know, maybe got creative and you cultivated a, like, you know, like a powerlifting class or like a, not like a boot camp because that's generic, but like, you know, something geared towards the hard hitting heavy lifting. I mean, we'd be open to that. I mean, but once again, so since we don't have personal trainers on staff, yeah. If a personal trainer came to us and said, we want to rent out that room and teach a powerlifting class out of it, we, you know, we'd sit down and talk with him. We had a, uh, I don't know if you know, Chiron Holden, he got top five at the Olympia last year in men's physique and um, third the year before that in men's physique. He's, they wanted to do a posing clinic for men's physique. And I was like, okay, we rented out the room to him and they filled it with a bunch of guys for posing. And um, it wasn't our idea, but we were approached with it. And so since we, like I said, we don't have trainers on staff, it's not exactly like we have people to teach these classes, but we've all, we've always had that idea that if somebody sees a need or a void and they approach us with a good idea that makes sense, benefits all parties, we would have no problem. You know, we've rented out the room for seminars before we've rented out our VIP room to do um, personal training certification. So it's not exactly something that we're opposed to. Awesome, man. We wanted yeah. to match our niche too, because you know, like our niche 18 to 35, serious fitness, people that work out hard, as long as it's appealing to our audience. You know, if you bring in something, you know, Zumba, which no one in our gym does, I'd probably turn that down. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought, you know, curious. I was like, well, there's obviously group fitness, cardio fitness, things like that. But if you had something that was geared towards 
like the lifting and the heavy lifting where it's not necessarily like you got 20 people in a class, but maybe you have six to eight serious people that are like, all right, yeah, like I want to like take my fitness to the next level, but I don't want to do cardio. Um, yeah, like I could see if someone wanted to teach like a piloting one-on-one class, the basics of squat bench and deadlift, you know, they'd come to us and say, hey, I want to rent out that room. We, you know, we'd make a right deal and then they'd advertise it. And we'd let them bring in whoever they want and charge them whatever they want to teach the class. So yeah, or the, the people in the class, whatever they want to be taught the bench squat and deadlift. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, uh, you know, last couple of things here, you know, for somebody else that's looking to turn into a entrepreneur, open up their own fitness business, whatever that might be, big box gym, could be group fitness, kickboxing, whatever. What words of advice would you give to somebody that's looking to start? Uh, what I said earlier, I mean, the lease and the deal is everything. Get yourself set up in a successful situation um, because that can that determines everything right there. Uh, you could have a million dollar idea, just, you know, you're all super passionate about what you want to do. And then you put yourself in a bad deal from the beginning. And it's just a constant uphill battle um, Two, you know, know your niche, know your why and your audience, you know, the who and the why you're doing it and who you're doing it for. Because a lot of these businesses that you see, these gyms fail is because they try to be too many things to too many people and you have to have a niche and people group that when you make your decision on you know like you asked me about class as well you know we got 18 to 35 serious fitness that's not going to line up with our classes and then you ask you know anything you ask me it filters through okay we got 18 to 35 year olds serious fitness is that our audience and is that who we're going to appeal to if it's yes, we'll explore it deeper. If it's no, then we don't want to pivot. I think everything you got to do is just make sure you know your audience. So whether you're a yoga instructor, a group trainer, a personal training studio, you want to know who your audience is and stick to that. And then don't be afraid to change. If there's something that's not working, mix it up. You know, there's a reason it's not working. You know, talk to your members, talk to people that are, talk to people that are going to the gym and be like, hey, you know, bring your friends. Hey. What can we do better? You know, always listen to the people. A lot of times we can get so arrogant that we think we know best, even though the consumer knows best, right? Yeah. So I, if I open gym, this exact gym here in where you are in South Carolina, I'm sure playing reggaeton and certain types of music wouldn't work there, but it works here because we're close to the border and that's our audience, right? And so mm -hmm. it's, it's all about knowing your audience, knowing who's there and uh, a business model can be moldable based upon the area you're in. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's it's even even the the greatest athletes have coaches or things that you know they're doing to train themselves to be the best that they can be. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, last thing, obviously, you know, give a shout out to your facility. How can people look you up, reach you? Uh, you know, if they're in the area, if they're just looking online. Uh, our gym is the gym or at the gym Chula. Um, that's our Instagram. The gym is our website. Um, day pass is 20 bucks. If you want to stop by, if you like it that day and want to sign up, you can put that $20 towards your sign up fee. Um, and everyone at the front is super friendly, super warm and happy to help you. So if you have any questions, let us know if you want to contact me personally. My Instagram is at Pruki Monster, K-R-U-C-K-E, and then Monster. Uh, same with my email. It's Monster at gmail.com. So 
any questions at all, we'd love to help you. And um, yeah, I love what I do. I feel like I'm living my dream every day and I hope that other gym owners get to feel this way as well. And they don't feel burdened or just constantly struggling with what they're doing. Yeah. I love that. And appreciate everything that you're doing to give back. And, you know, again, it's, it's paying off and, you know, if you do good, you receive good. So yeah. Um, well, for everybody out there listening, that's Steve's story. That's, you know, where he's at, what he's doing. He's got a lot of cool things going on over there in Chula Vista. Um, most importantly, if you want to check it out, reach out to him, see what he's got to offer for you. And if you want to be on the show, go ahead and click on the link below, type in information. We'll get you on and we'll talk about everything that you're doing. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Richard from Lifted Health. What's going on, Richard? How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. So before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run Lifted Health, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Uh, so pretty much what sums me up is results. I, I focus solely uh, on results. I decided to do that with my business um, when I first started it because I felt like for whatever reason, it was a niche not being pursued. Everyone was kind of like, look what we have, look what we do, as opposed to look what we've helped people. Uh, so that's kind of where I went with it. And it, that ties into why I'm doing this. It's called Lifted Health uh, because when I had just graduated college, I was going to church and my pastor was a, a bigger guy. He was a large fella. And I was sitting in service one day and I was looking at him and I just in my head was like, you need to talk to him. I don't think what he's doing is going to help him lo longevity wise in life. But I, I was like, that's rude. Who are you even to talk to this person about this? You don't have an authority about this. And I ignored it. And three months later, he died of a heart attack. And I always think about that moment. When I should, I, that's not even, as a professional, I know now three months, what could I have really done? But even if I could have extended it a day, I would have accomplished something, but I chose not to. So when I think about that kind of situation, I always remember that with my clients. If I don't say this now, am I doing them a disservice? Uh, and that's why it's called lifted because uh, I got it in church and because I want to lift others up uh, through the results they get in the gym. Very cool story, man. So talk to us a little bit about, well, actually prior to 
starting Lifted Health, were you already working in the fitness industry? I was. Uh, I was actually working in a factory making bomb wings, and I just happened to be on my phone not doing my job. And I saw an advertisement for manager's position in a town that I had grown up in, and I applied for it. And I had a, a pretty good background in sports. And when I went to the interview, the guy found out that I was a college basketball player. And that was the end of the interview. We talked about basketball for an hour and I got the job. <laughs> uh, I did that for a couple of years. And then uh, I went to do it on my own uh, because I, I felt like maybe the corporate focus was not where it should be. And mm -hmm. I wanted to be more individual. Actually, the guy that hired me, first thing he said was, if you help people, you'll get membership. So that's your job. When he left, it transitioned into something else. Uh, so I kind of had to go off on my own if I wanted to continue that mindset. Yeah. And we we're actually kind of talking a little bit about um, how you started the gym pre-podcast or pre-pod. So tell us, tell us about that story. Just, you know, you have to go into full detail, but yeah. I think that it's, it's so, uh, so I decided to leave. And uh, so you don't get money when you leave. So I had to try to figure out a way to make this work. And I had some connections in the town. There was a locally owned gym where the owner kind of just had it. He didn't really work it. He never was really there. And I asked him, would it be okay if I show you my value and show you what this could make? And he said, yes. And I had about six months. That's what we agreed to. Six months to show him it, that this could be something else. Uh, but I couldn't afford rent. Actually, the first couple clients I had, just to be visual, because you can't charge them $30, $40, $50 if they don't even know who you are. So the first couple clients I had were $15 add-on fee a month that would get paid to the owner of this gym. He would give me a kickback along with cleaning the gym and all that stuff. So that's the money I was making. My first three clients only paid $15 for two, four, eight hours a week, which is an insane deal. Uh, but being visual, people saw me, but what they didn't see was when the day was over, I'd go out in the parking lot in my Dodge Neon and go to sleep because that's where I lived, was in my Dodge Neon. But I knew that the health industry uh, was missing something so simple, which was just results-based uh, uh, work, that if I could just get that out there, if people could just hear that I can help you, I've helped all these people. Let me help you that I could make this work. Uh, and that mindset has what has driven this business. And it's got me where I am today. Yeah. 10 years later, here you are. Right. Yeah, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the services that you offer results-based services. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, my services, I, I'm, I'm kind of maybe a little bit different. I try to stay in my lane because I know there are things I can't do. I know that there are just certain things that no matter what kind of reading I do, no matter how it might branch off of what I can do, I just can't do it. But the things that I have done well uh, is weight loss. Uh, and then I have athletic training. I have a lot of athletes coming to me right now. Functional training. I do very well with prehab and rehab. I actually work with doctors. I have three or four doctors and surgeons and chiropractors. I'll probably know three of those that send me their patients because of the way I do things and the success that we've seen working together uh, as a medical group. And that's kind of how I treat my business. It's, I refer to my clients as patients, 
because this is a, I treat this medically. I don't treat this as a hobby or something. I find all that enjoyable all the time. I have to help people to get more people to show up so I don't have to spend a lot in, in marketing because uh, yeah. word of mouth is the best way to do that. Yeah. So you kind of already just touched on um, the next topic that I was going to ask you about. So it's marketing. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. started with from zero clients, right? Right. Zero. None. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned word of mouth um, being the best form that's working for you guys. Right. It was that like in the beginning, like when you first started, or is it still something that you think is providing a good return on investment? I think when in the beginning, it was mostly that people just saw me every day and I'm a salesman. So I know to talk to people, I can notice when people uh, look like they're lost in the gym and I would just throw out free advice, free sessions. Uh, so I kind of had to do the nitty gritty. I had to not make money to make money uh, because they don't know who I am. I didn't have clients to build off of. But from then on, I've had I have clients with me right now that have been with me nine years. So they were one year into my journey, they met me and they haven't left. And that's simply because their life has changed enough that they see the value to continue to come to me. And that's really where I get all my business. I gorilla market with results. I literally do nothing else than shove out all the results that we get all the time. And I don't really have to do too much else. I don't buy ads. Uh, sometimes I'll buy a Facebook ad here and there, but Really, it's just people see what we're doing and they want a, they want a piece of that. So by guerrilla market, you results. How yeah. are you basically getting the results out there? Are you on social media? What's yeah. Working? Yep, social media. Social media is a huge, huge asset. I, I mean, I pay $0 to go on certain group pages. Uh, so like the town that I'm in has a group page that they have announcements and all this stuff it's zero dollars there's seven thousand people connected to it uh, and then tagging the the clients in the videos and in their results multiple lines of people will see that their friends will see it that i'm not friends with their friends friends will see it that i'm not friends with uh, so without social media i i guarantee i wouldn't be where i am right now Shout out to social media you know it's something i'm sure that you've seen the evolution of social media over the past 10 years Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's good and bad to it. I mean, I, I think social media, like everything else, uh, especially in an industry where we're not really overseen very much, people can say whatever they want. Social media can be very helpful when there's good information out there. But I've also seen social media get in the way uh, heavily, especially with claims and, and ads and just nonsensical things that stop people from getting what they're here for, which is results. Yeah. So, I mean, social media for you has proven to be a very powerful tool. Um, so have you considered looking into anything outside of like organic marketing? I know you said you tried paid ads in the past. Yeah, I have. Yep. Okay. So for me, because I'm three clients away from capacity, meaning I can't take on anyone else. Uh, I work 12 hours a day, four days a week. And then between Friday and Saturday, it's another 10 hours. Uh, I don't think I could physically fit any more people in, but um, I guess in my experience within my market, I, I don't see the value of anything other than what I've been doing, but that's not to say that that's because I haven't done it yet. Makes sense. So you personally are at the max with your clientele. Yeah, I, I really couldn't without 
risking the product losing its value, I don't think I could pack any more people in. How many clients do you have now? 63. Okay. And all 63 are your clients? You're training them? Yeah, they're all my, I don't have any employees. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of people yeah. to manage. And outside of that, like you have to manage your self-care and your energy and everything outside of the gym too. So yeah, I have, I'm actually competing in the Arnold this weekend and I have to sneak in the training for that stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of like my next question is, I guess, what systems do you have in place? Like how are you staying organized since you have like a heavy client load? Well, uh, I am ex extremely anal about things. So I have tons of lists and tons of papers. Uh, but for me, because I know everybody so personally, I have 63 clients, but I can tell you all their names, their last names, their kids' names, what, what their kids are doing in any given time. Uh, it's not too hard to stay organized because when I see Jen's face, I know what Jen's there for. Uh, the hardest part is billing. Billing is the hardest part for me uh, because the way my system is set up, you don't pay per session, you pay per four weeks. So that's not even per month, that's per four weeks. So I have to put it in my Google calendar when they owe next. And then I have to send out mass uh, reminders like, hey, everybody pay. And uh, so if anything, that's the hardest part because getting people to pay on time is hard. And then uh, keeping track, because some people get sick, some people go on vacation. So it went from four weeks to eight weeks. Uh, so it, that's the hardest part for me other than that. Because most people, when they get their time slot, they don't give it up. I pretty much have my schedule memorized. I only have two floaters out of the 63. Only two of them don't have a set time slot. So we're pretty good there. But it would be impossible if everyone was floating around and I didn't know when people were paying next. So have you thought about automating that? I have. I have. I'm just super cheap. Uh, I honestly think living in my car, I'm terrified to spend money because I don't know if it's going to be there. And this is an industry uh, for anyone who's looking to get into it. If you're not willing to fight and take a couple hits, you're not going to make it, especially full time. This is a tough industry. I think I might be biased, but I think this is one of the toughest industries to make a career, mostly because people don't think it's a career. I mean, most people think this is, oh, you're in shape now. What do you do when you're older? I plan on doing this when I'm older. I mean, I don't have a plan B. So uh, I have to kind of solely focus on that, but it's hard to do money because I know that there are just going to be certain months, November, December, January, anytime there's holidays, people are going to go on vacation. So I lose three, $400 right there, moving into another month because their pay date moved. Uh, so I'm just really cheap. Uh, other than buying equipment, I buy stupid expensive equipment, but I don't spend anything on organizational skills or myself. Okay. Okay. I appreciate your transparency there. So let me ask you this. Is that anything you're kind of thinking about changing as you continue to grow, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How are you going to have to change in terms of the way that you do things? Well, and that's, that's a good question. Uh, I didn't think I'd get to where I'm at. So I don't know that I've even thought that through completely. Uh, I'm surprised and thankful and gracious every day that I wake up and my schedule's full. I'm like, what, what the hell happened? <laughs> I went from like one person every other day to 12 people a day plus 24 sometimes if they do half hour sessions. Uh, to grow and stay efficient, 
I will have to automate payments, uh, absolutely. And I will have to try and find a way to more efficiently manage uh, goals if I wanna continue to be goal focused because everyone's goals are different and everyone's notes are there. But if I grow past a point where I can't just remember, I'll have to have booklets uh, pretty much on every single client and make sure that I read over it before we do sessions. At the moment, I can remember everyone's injuries. I can remember everyone's nuances, uh, but obviously I want more money. More money means I need more clients. More clients means I might not be able to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, have you thought on, have you thought about bringing on another trainer? I have. I've had, I've had trainers reach out to me and I don't trust anyone yet. I, I guess, again, because I've worked really hard to get here. I mean, I'm 20 years into my athletic career straight, and I'm 10 years into this. Someone would have to impress me with their knowledge for me to trust my logo on their shirt because I have been homeless to build this, and they haven't. So they don't need it to succeed. I do. Uh, so they would they would have to do something pretty incredible. I have had people talk to me and I will ask them very basic questions. Uh, what have you helped people do? Uh, the one person I actually said, I need you to execute two things, a body weight squat and a push up. And the way they perform the squat, I wouldn't let them be my trainer uh, because they're just very small nuances that need to be in place for everyone to be safe. And if that person hurts somebody or if that person doesn't help somebody, the word isn't going to be George didn't help anyone. It's going to be, I didn't get help at Lifted Health, which means now I have to try and convince even harder hundreds more people to just give me a chance. Whereas right now I completely control the product. Everybody knows they're going to get help. Everybody knows the quality. They trust me and I trust them. That's a good point that you bring up. Um, so let's talk, let me ask you this first. Like what are your goals as far as like the business growth side of things for lifted health i want to grow into a sports center with a with a gym attached to it um because my passion obviously is sports and my experience in life my sports have pretty much gotten me everything i told you snap fitness he found out i played basketball i got the job i got the job at the factory because the guy who was running my division wanted me to play basketball on his pickup team uh so Sports have gotten me so many places. I want to give other people that chance to expand their opportunities. And I feel like instead of valuing athletes and sports more, I think a lot of school districts in my area are going the opposite direction. They're actually taking value away from athletes and sports. But I wouldn't have gone to college if not for sports. I was in special ed classes. I was not thought of as, as worth the time. When I got to college, I did great. I did fine, but I wouldn't have gotten there if cross country didn't pay for my entire experience. Uh, so I want to give that opportunity to other people. And I want the normal people to see that the people that you want to look like, the people who are most healthy are athletes. So why don't we train you like an athlete, even if you don't think you're an athlete? Why don't we train you like an athlete because it's fun and it's more beneficial than you might think. And it's not yeah. as intimidating as you may believe it might be. Yeah. So your goal is to ultimately open up a sports facility for athletes and then also the general, general population. 
Right. I'm sure like you have your people training like athletes that probably get great results coupled with, of course, the nutrition and accountability. So in order for that to happen, like what needs to happen at the facility that you're in now? For that to happen, uh, well, there's somebody in that space. So what they would have to leave, uh, (laughs) but that's, that's kind of the first obstacle. Uh, (laughs) Other than that, the guy who owns the facility, uh, he has given me so many opportunities and chances and opened so many doors for me. It really is just an inevitability at this point. I work too hard and I'm too good at what I do for it not to happen. It's kind of just, is it going to happen today, five years, 10 years? Uh, that's kind of where my plan, again, I don't have a plan B, so I, I don't really think of any other thing than that happening. The nutritional aspect is tough. Uh, you had just mentioned that the biggest obstacle I have there is trying to keep bad information out of my clients' heads, uh, which is not just a, a structural thing within my facility. It's a structural thing within the industry. Uh, professionals need to take better control over it and make sure that the bad information isn't getting out there as easily uh, as the good information. I mean, everything works, but if we're saying that it works within the next two years, fine. I'm talking about things that work for a lifetime. Uh, and we really need to, as professionals, separate the two and give that information to the general public because they're very different things. Yeah, that is true. The industry is definitely saturated with yeah you know, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. Right. Okay. So as we come to a close here, um, few more question for you. First question is going back ten years ago thinking about like all the experiences that you've had and everything that you've learned over the past 10 years, give yourself a piece of advice that you didn't know you needed to hear. Actually it'd be two. know okay. your value, cutting cost for somebody uh, just because you need clients is not going to help you in the long run. You need to know your value uh, because working for free isn't what anyone does who's good at what they do. So know that you have value. And then the other thing would be what you think works doesn't, but it does. I got very stuck in a, this is how things should be done. But in 10 years, I've realized literally everything works. I can find an example of every form of training, every diet. I can, I can find someone it worked for. So you have to be open to that. You have to be open to the fact that that does, that might work. might not work for everybody and it might only work short term. Everything works, so there's no reason not to learn it. Learn everything. If, if anything, just to be able to combat bad information, you need to at least know it in the first place. Because uh, I was very stuck in my own little box, uh, but now I, I pretty much am open to anything. Doesn't mean I'll use it, but I'll, I'm open to whatever. <laughs> All right, Richard. Well, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, so I'm on pre- pretty primarily Facebook, uh, lifted barbell is our Facebook page. Uh, and you can, anyone can message me questions. I actually do a thing where I can give you questions to ask a trainer or a gym owner or whoever's taking you through to try and help you find what's best fit for you. Even if it's not me, uh, because in the long run, if you get results, the industry raises in value, it raises its expectations. And then everyone benefits at the end of it. So I'd love if you have any questions to get a hold of me. I'd love to help you out. All right, y'all. Well, thank you, Richard. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show. And definitely looking forward to seeing what you're going to be able to accomplish down the road. So 
You're welcome. To everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.